0: day, Friday night it's 8 o'clock, it's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm, I'm excited for this lineup tonight it is an incredible showcase lineup, of some of my favorite comedians from here in the Bay Area Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse is every Friday night from 8 to 10 we're here, we have an audience I'm so happy it's Thanksgiving, Uh, I would be so grateful for a board op Timothy Pizza, can you come help me? That would be great. Thanks. Yeah! All right, uh, Timothy Pete's is gonna come in run the runs and twos for me for just a second, because I'm gonna come out and do a little time, and we're gonna get this whole thing warmed up. You guys are listening to the clubhouse. Yay, Mutiny Radio, yay! There we go. Hey, you guys. Yay, we're all here. We all have to be family and like take seats and move over. There's plenty of room for everybody. And we can just take off our coats and get comfortable. It'll get warm in here. Smells like stuffing, like the good kind. (laughs) Not the the day-old dirty stuffing. Did everybody have a really good Thanksgiving? I did. I did, too. I am so thankful for so many things. Uh, But I am so not thankful for so many things. Guys with electronic skateboards. I am not thankful for them. Have you seen these assholes? Skating, they're not even skating around. They're just like, forward, back, I have a break. I have $1,500, so I just surpassed your four years of learning how to skateboard. Fuck you, fake skateboarder guys, posers. Really, I'm not thankful for these guys. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be negative about it. I'm also not thankful for iPads. I know a lot of you waited in line today, maybe, at the Black Friday. Sales! iPads! 17 cents! Ah! There's like dead nine or ten dead Chinese babies in there. That's, what, that's how touchscreen technology works, you guys. It's just the souls of dead Chinese babies. And we just move them around, Boom, boom. swipe left, swipe right. We can date, finally, because of the dead souls of Chinese babies. Uh, anyways, yeah, those are iPads. I'm not thankful for iPads. Um, I hang out with a 24 month old child, he's darling, he's like my best friend, um, but he is better at an iPod than I am iPad, he swipes, he can do the thing on the maps. Um, I sat with him, I decided to take an IQ test on the iPad, and I spent like 23 minutes taking this IQ test and I was really wanted to see, you know, like, I know genius is like 142 and I'm thinking I'm pretty smart, you know, this is gonna be great, I'm taking the test. Like, all these questions, I'm spending all this time, I'm thinking, there's so much math, I'm like, yes. And I finish it, and I'm thinking like, maybe I got three wrong, right. And I get back the thing, and it said that my IQ is 58. <laughs> not 158, <laughs> not super genius. Like, functionally retarded, like, I need an app to wipe my ass. Like, this is gonna be really bad. I'm dro- I like french fries, and <laughs> that's what the iPad told me, how smart I am. Uh, terrible, I hate iPads. So I'm not thankful for them. Uh, politics? Not thankful for politics. Anybody love politics right now? You're just—it's jammed down your throat. Do you love Trump? Do you love Hillary? What about her emails? What's happening? The world's gonna fall apart. And let's all—I hate politics right now so much. It's just like, oh, no more politics. Um, I like to submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey, and then come out for like free ice cream days. You know, like at Baskin Robbins or Ben and Jerry's, and like. 7-Eleven on 7-Eleven, you get Slurpees. It's close enough. Put the vodka in that, tastes good. Uh, but so, uh, politics are horrible, and I—it's it, really bothering me because we have this like two-party system. So nothing's really going to get done anyway. But like back in 1849, there were 12 parties. There were like 14 parties. They were crazy parties. There were like these Ball Rollers and these Copperheads and the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists and the Anti-Nebraskans fucking cares about Nebraska. There's a whole like political party in 1849 that's called the anti-Nebraskans. There were also the anti-renters and the pro-bank Democrats. And I'm thinking like 1849, that's when San Francisco was like invented, right? And uh, it sounds pretty similar today, right? The anti-renters and the pro-bank Democrats. Isn't that what's happening here in the city? 2015, 1849, so similar. None of us have gold. Who has the gold? The leprechauns. I just, I gotta, I gotta murder a leprechaun to get some gold. I am thankful for leprechauns. Give it up for leprechauns. The movie Leprechaun 7 was genius. Uh, no, I don't even know if there was a Leprechaun 7. Uh, so, other things that I am thankful or, or not thankful about. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a feminist. I don't want to be political. I don't want to be a feminist. But I have to be because, like, the name is... It's man, and then there's woman, right? So they're like subjugating us with the suffix. It's like, there's nothing we can do. I have to be political about it, I can't not, because I'm never gonna be, I'm never gonna be good enough. (laughs) Never gonna be just a man. Uh, And it's completely supported by all of these weird ad campaigns and things that we believe in, like, If you don't buy that purse, no one will, or if those chew the stuff on your face to make you, if you don't shave your legs in the right way, he'll never have sex with you, oh no. And we follow all of these like weird ads and we follow, do you guys know what the first ad in a magazine ever taken out in the United States was? It's by Benjamin Franklin in 1741 and he was looking for a runaway slave. It's absolutely true. And now we're all slaves to advertising. (laughs) So like, In 1904, I couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. Um, But now if I don't completely shave my legs all the way up to my twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting savage no one wants to have sex with. Thanks, Gillette. The best a man can get. I'll never be good enough! Uh, Did you know the new Gillette razor actually has 17 blades? 17 blades. Uh, and the 13th one is really easily removable so you can slit your own throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, can never, you can never shave that part of your butt. Like, how did we even have to do that? When did that become a thing? Anyway, uh, let's get this show started. Let's go from, yeah, here's the thing. I don't like, uh, I, the only part of my body that I don't like, I'm pretty comfortable with my body as a 41-year-old woman. But the part I don't like uh, is my butthole. Because uh, it kind of looks like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. <laughs> it's, like, it's like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. Boom. It's meaty. It's gross, you guys. Sorry about that. I just Once I start talking about my butt, I just can't stop. You know what I mean? I can't just... No, no I got it. We got it. We got to get the show going on. Let's sing the song. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y K-i-n-y Comedy Y-i-i-n-y Clubhouse house. Comedy 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 <laughs> Together we will bring our jokes up high, high Hi high, high! Hi. Hi. <coughs> 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 Granddaddy Purpose good, you guys. M-u-t-I-n-y, <coughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Do you want to come and step in Clubhouse? Yeah. Hey. Yay! Thank you guys so much for being here. We have a really great lineup of comedians for you tonight and your first is a hilarious no hilarious exception. Please put your hands together, everybody. It's Keith D'Souza.
1: Thank you. Good to be here. It's cold out. Just getting over a hangover. Got Thanksgiving drunk at like 4 PM, hot toddies. And then I passed out before the main course. So now I'm hungover. Got Really drunk, but it was bad. You ever get the kind of drunk where you think everyone else is slurring their words? (laughs) Ever been there? That's where I was at. I was all, man, this cab driver is shit-faced. He's like, for the last time, I'm not a cab driver. I'm a police officer. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you driving a cab then? Confusing. Trying to make some changes in my life. Trying to eat healthier. Got to get rid of my favorite foods, like fried chicken. I love fried chicken. But I hate the stereotype that goes with fried chicken, right? We've all heard it. You know, they say, oh, black people love fried chicken. That's ignorant, right? Everybody loves fried chicken because the shit is delicious. You know what I'm saying? Taste transcends race, people. Taste transcends race. White people, you guys love fried chicken, too. Y'all are just sneakier about it, you know what I mean? You'll slip it in your sandwiches and shit. I'm on to you. Some lettuce and mayo on top of it. Yeah, I love it. It's just, it's super addictive. You know, they don't try to hide it. They'll tell you right in the marketing how addictive. Look at KFC's motto. Finger licking good. You know what else is finger licking good? Cocaine, all right? <laughs> Shit, it's addictive. I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to quit fried chicken cold turkey.
2: Uh, all right, yeah. That's... <laughs>
1: Uh, no, that's literally what I'm doing, though. I'm like, I, I was at the Safeway, I'm getting one of those uh, cold turkey bacon avocado sandwiches. Because that's my idea of eating healthy, just high-sodium Safeway sandwiches. But, uh, but uh, I, and I always try to be really kind and respectful to the lady making my sandwich. Yeah, I mean, man or woman, but more so if it's a woman, because that's the closest person I have in my life to a wife, you know what I mean? <laughs> Loving wife, make my sandwich exactly how I like. Yeah, I don't get that anywhere else. So, <laughs> So, you know, I, it's so when I go there, it's not just about me. I try to be understanding of their needs too, you know what I mean? So I, I'm there, I'm all smiles. I'm like, hi, how's it going? And I don't know if you've run into these customer service people who are so obsessed with doing their job quickly, processing everything really fast, that so they put pressure on you to like match their speed. You know what I mean? That's their idea of doing a good job, just totally rushing everybody. <laughs> so that's the kind of lady I got. Uh, I'm like, hi, how's it going? No hello, no niceties, just right into business. She goes, what do you want? And, you know, I feel that pressure, but like I said, it's not just about me. She wants me to be quick about my order. I'm, I'm ready to do that, all right? So she goes, what do you want? Right in time, I go, turkey, bacon, avocado sandwich. She goes, everything on it? I'm like, yeah, everything on it. And she goes, what kind of bread? Let me just say this. I'm not a big bread guy, all right? I, I know it's not a popular opinion to have in a room full of white people, but it, it, it all tastes the same to me. It, might, it just holds the sandwich together. Give me a plate and a fork, and I'll be fine. I don't even need the bread. But I always go with Dutch crunch whenever it, you know I have to choose because, yeah you know, it's a good solid bread, Dutch crunch. So um, she goes, what kind of bread? I go, Dutch crunch. She goes, we don't have Dutch crunch. Now I need to, like, rack my brain, the synapses are flash, and th- think of all the different bread strains I've ever heard of. Like, like, sweet dough, no, not sweet dough, sourdough. This is milliseconds. I go, sourdough. And I'm proud of myself for thinking of sourdough, but I don't get any time to bask in that glory because she hits me with the next question right after that which is slice or roll? Now, folks, I'd never heard that question before. And at this point, my brain is exhausted. I just came up with sourdough on the fly. I don't know what she's asking me, right? So I'm like buying time. I pretend I don't hear. I'm like, I'm sorry. She goes, slice or roll? Now I just have to admit to fee. I'm like, I don't understand the question. And then she goes, ugh. Like it's a huge hassle, ugh, from their soul. Uh, and she pulls out two pieces of bread. The slices, regular sliced bread that you have at home. Roll is like the long submarine-shaped bread. That if it was on a slant, it would roll, I guess. Uh, you guys are like, yeah, we know, dumbass. Get on, <laughs> get on with the story. But you know, she could have used some tact when explaining it to me, right? She could have been nice about it. Uh, instead, she just holds the two breads up to my face, and she goes, "Slice or roll." I understand that because of your job, you're in contact with a lot of different bread. You're a big bread expert. Good for you. That doesn't give you the right to condescend me. You know, just because I don't know about bread, there's other things I know about. You know, there's other things I'm good at. For example, I know if I ever feel slighted at the Safeway, I can take my order to the self checkout counter, key in the code for bananas, then drop that shit on the scale and paying 78 cents for a turkey, bacon, avocado sandwich on a sourdough roll, I know how to do that. <laughs> I know how to tell 10 people a night how to do that. Who's the idiot now? <laughs> you guys try that, you can do it with anything. It doesn't even have to be food. You could put like, uh, anything, anything on it. Just banana code. you can get all the all the fancy meats. You can get the cage-free veal. <laughs> what else? grass-fed beef. Why is grass-fed the good thing? Oh, it, that, grass, is, that's free. That's what I it, piss on. It, that's where you're feeding the cows. Let me know when you're feeding them caviar, and then I'll pay the extra $3 a pound. Till <laughs> so then, keying in the banana code. <laughs> I gotta put a disclaimer at the end of that, Joe. If you are gonna pull the banana scam, that, that's what I call it, the banana scam, uh, make sure you buy at least one banana, because a, a, a fan of mine tried this one time. And uh, sometimes they have, like, somebody who, like, you, you know, checks your receipt. And so uh, the lady's checking his receipt, looking at his bag. She's going, where's the bananas? Where's the bananas? And then he goes, you're the one that's bananas. <laughs> Great comeback. But, you know, they take him to the back room, and he got busted. He didn't remember my name, luckily, so I wasn't implicated. But I got to... I gotta put that out there. Buy at least one minute, because then you can pull the old retard card. You know, I didn't know it was still weighing bananas. I thought it was weighing sandwiches. Oh, I'm not not trained to use this machine. I oh. <laughs> don't Play the retard card, folks. I do it all the time. I, I'll, I'll show you. I literally do it. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Where's my dogs at? Yeah. yeah. My dog loves drinking water. He was uh, trying to drink that toilet water back there. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> no, is uh, I <laughs> that So yeah, this is what I mean. I, I, when I use the BART, I, I use these red BART cards. You guys are probably familiar with the blue ones. The red ones, though, they're special. You, you pay $9, it's $24 worth of BART rides. The, the only catch is it's for disabled people. That's the only catch. OK, don't look at me like I'm some kind of scumbag. Let me just say, the whole handicap movement in this country is getting out of control, all right? It, <laughs> I guess handicapped movement is not the right term, but... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what they're doing. I saw an Escalade it parked in a handicap spot, handicapped permanent, how disabled are you really if you can afford an Escalade? You know what I mean? Right. Clearly you're doing pretty well for yourself, that's what I'm saying. Gas guzzling Escalade. So, I'm not going to be a sucker. I I use the, I do it all the time. Uh, So, you know, I'm using that red BART card and uh, I get away with it. It's really easy, except for one time I had like the Colombo of BART inspectors. And he goes, hey, why are you using that red BART card? But I looked at him and with conviction I said, because I am retarded. (laughs) He goes, all right, all right, well, let me see your ADA card. You you know, Americans with Disabilities card proves you're disabled. I'm like, I forgot it at home. Because I am retarded, and he totally let me go. It worked. Yeah. By the way, I'm selling these cards. At Twelve dollars for twenty-four dollars worth of Bart rides. If anyone's interested, I got to make a three-dollar cut on it. Yeah. I was a joke about abortion? Nah. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna keep it. What? It's my choice. Oh I miscarried. <laughs> that one never gets old. Get it never gets old. The greatest fucking comedian of all time. <laughs> wow. You guys wanna hear some racist jokes? Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna do any racist jokes. You guys seem nice. I don't wanna put you through that. But, um, you know, let's give it up for women's rights. Come on, make some noise for women's rights.
0: <laughs> Keep it going for Keith D. Right on. Keith <laughs> D. <laughs> Keith D. Right on. Hey, uh, hey, Jonathan, do you want to go take over for Tim Pizza? Awesome. Thanks. We're doing a board op switch tonight. Hey, everybody, clap for Tim Pizza for running the board. Yay! <laughs> Clap for Jonathan Moore for doing the same thing. They both have shows here on the station. Timothy Pizza has two of them. One is on Sunday from four to six. Uh, it's a 10 minute open mic. It's really fun. You guys should come by. Um, the second one he has is on Tuesday nights from 10 to midnight called Fuck Everything, Fuck You. And then Jonathan Moore, our uh, board up has a show on Thursdays from 6 to 8. It's called The JV Show, and it's all about sports and fantasy football and all kinds of great stuff. Woo. Yay! So Mutiny Radio, viva forever. We have a visiting comic from New Mexico, you guys. What? I think I can point to that on a map, maybe. He's from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm so excited he's here. Everybody, you guys, give him a love. It's Richard Wolfson. Yay! So
2: many inauthentic weddings. <laughs> so I guess to make up for that last comic. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Push it up. Push it up to 50. Okay. So the last comic was talking about the ADA. The ADA is 25 years old this month. So how many people know how the ADA fits in with comedy? Do You guys know? Okay, my lawyer, I do have a lawyer He tells me that unless I get at least 70% of the laughs as the last comic, somebody's fucking going to jail. So (laughs) laugh off fuckers, otherwise, some of the cops will be here. So let's see, so what else? So my wife told me, treat an audience like I would a date. Try and find something I have in common. How many people here like The Walking Dead? Clap like The Walking Dead. Okay. I don't. How about uh, Star Wars? Anybody see Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit about Star Wars. So this date is not working very well, okay. So let's see, I once tried a dating service called teethinaglass.com. That one also did not work so well. I guess I had too many teeth. So let's see. So the three main things you want to know know about me is, the first one is, I'm 100% Jewish. The second one is, I'm 50% disabled. And the third one, like Pam, I have a low IQ. (laughs) So that makes me a retarded, crippled Jew. So if this was 1943, I would be so fucked. They'd have a car with my name on it and my picture on it. So let's see. So you know what's really funny? A joke, and we've heard at least six jokes tonight. So those are funny. But you know what's not funny? And my own wife is guilty of this. When you tell people you do comedy, they walk up to you and say, tell me a joke. You wouldn't go up to your banker and say, please pay off my mortgage for me. And you certainly wouldn't go up to a cop and say, please taser me. Because they fucking might do it. Especially if you're a uh, uh, UIBB, under the influence of being black then you have a 10 times more chance of being tasered by a cop. So what's the solution for that? What can we comics do? Unionize. There's a new comics union, it's called the Department of Internationale of Comedy Knowledge, which is an acronym, that spells out dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in Sacramento a couple nights ago and there was a lesbian comic and she used the word dick 12 times there's also a group called lick the lesbian international of comic knowledge and they have a rule that if you're a lesbian you can only use the word dick 6 times and she went over that twice so as punchman took away all her dildos which forced her to join a group called blick the bisexual league of international, of Comic Knowledge, which means that she's forced to get involved with more dick. (laughs) So that didn't work out so well for her. (laughs) So I recently joined a group that's a 12-step program. And this is a 12-step program who are hopelessly addicted to hacking into government, secret government agencies and also recently they've been hacking into the KKK and now ISIS. So the name of this 12 step program that I just joined is called Anonymous Anonymous. And step four of that group is to apologize. So I need to apologize to all the comics tonight because as many comics, if we have like 10 comics, I promise you, I won't clap for any of you. Not one. But what I will do is teach you some secret Zen things. Here's the first one. And that is the sound of one hand clapping. Okay. Another Ancient Zen thing is, if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? And the answer is yes, it does. What trees do when they're alone is they tell jokes. Here's a tree joke. Knock, knock. Fuck. Fuck Fuck Woody Woodpecker. He's an (laughs) asshole. We hate him. Okay. Another thing people say is, Is this glass half full or half empty? translated as is my mouth half full or half empty nobody that was a trick question you guys could not have known possibly known that When you're a Jew and that happens, yell hi because it means somebody just got married. And being that we're in California, it was probably a gay couple. And what that couple also represents is Jeb Bush's chances of ever becoming the fucking president of the United States, smashed to bits. Another thing, besides being calm and zen, I always get irate. There's Iran and Iraq, and I get irate. (laughs) The thing that really pisses me off is, people keep blathering on forever about fucking Caitlyn Jenner. (laughs) Caitlyn Jenner this, Caitlyn Jenner that, as if she's the first transgender person who ever lived. Thing that gets my code is, nobody else notices but, Sometime between the year 2012 and this year, Sarah Palin has transgendered into Donald Trump, and nobody fucking even knows it except me, and it pisses me off. Okay. Besides doing comedy, I also write fairy tales. So I recently wrote a fairy tale called Hillary and the Seven Dwarfs about the present era. So we all know who Hillary is. The Seven Dwarfs are Bashful, which is Donald Trump. Sleepy, which is Ben Carson. He could be our first narcoleptic president. That could be interesting. Putin's banging on the table, looks over, the guy's fast asleep. We also have Munchy, who's Chris Christie, who's always munching something. We have Crunchy, Ted Cruz, who's always punching somebody. When we used to have a and in the original ones, they're sneezy. But we have a guy named Sleazy, who's Marco Rubio, who cannot balance a checkbook to save his life. And we also have Dopey, which again is Jeb Bush jeb bush is so dumb this is his latest campaign thing if he's elected he'll travel back in time and kill baby hitler (laughs) of course ben ben carson said but you can't abort baby hitler because there's no exception for abortion and rape incest are being the the greatest mass murder in history no we can't abort him either but what I would do, if I was gonna travel back in time, instead of doing something stupid, I would do something tricky, even though I have an IQ of 80. I was still smarter than Jeb Bush. What I would do is when he's a week old, I would cut off his foreskin. Then when he was 22 years old, trying to take over Germany in front of all the other Nazis, I'd pull down his pants and say, see, he's a fucking Jew, and they'd kill him. So let's see, I, want, I also write songs, so this is my rap song about Marco Rubio. Okay, again I have to apologize to all the black people out there because I can't rap for shit. And yeah, I can only use one hand, so here it goes. My name is Mark, my pitbull don't bark. I got mad skills, I don't pay my bills. My wife plays the big tuba. I still wanna nuke Castro's Cuba. I wanna fuck Hillary up the ass, but do with a lot of Cuban class. So yo yo yo, I am Marco Rubio. Okay, so because I do comedy for a living, I'm obligated contractually to do at least one Bill Cosby joke. So here it is. How many Bill Cosby's does it take to screw in a light bulb? Just one. But that light bulb will wake up dazed and confused and with the sore socket. So I guess because I'm Jewish I'm the only probably one out here who knows what Hitler's favorite joke was. This is it. Knock, knock. Who's Who's there? there? The Jews. The The Jews who? who? You see, you see, I was right. You guys all forgot. (laughs) (laughs) So this is my retort. Knock, knock. Who's Who's there? there? Fuck. Fuck Fuck who? Fuck Hitler. He's an asshole. (laughs) And Pam was saying, what are we thankful for? I'm very thankful that Hitler was a failure at his job. Otherwise, I'd be fucking dead. We'll be making fun of him, so fuck him. That's my bit. My name is Richard Wolfson.
0: Keep it going for Richard Wolfson. All the way from Albuquerque, New Mexico, to tell us that Hitler is a douchebag. Yay! Absolutely. I'm also I'm also a Jew, and I have a I have a I have a similar uh, knock knock joke. Knock knock. Jesus. Jesus who? I know. Did that guy exist or what? <laughs> right? Like, was he real? Is he an allegory? I don't understand. Jesus, who? I don't get it. Uh, let's keep this. Uh, let's keep this. I don't. I mean, I don't want to be uh, bodyist, or it just happens that we have two. Uh, I don't even know. All I know is that, that little people, I don't know what to call people anymore. I don't know how to be PC. It's all my problem. He's my favorite crippled friend. I don't know what am I supposed to say. I'm such an asshole. He's, he's incredibly funny. I hope you guys laugh hysterically at his jokes. Clap wildly. It's Jackson McBrayer.
3: Is there, I have a very urgent question before I can start telling jokes. Is there beer at Mutiny Radio right now? Not for you damn it I I want a beer it's okay I'll do my jokes and then I'll drink it's very strange sober sober comedy is not what I'm used to I mean after one or two beers I walk better I asked my doctor about it yeah. thank you thank you one. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> well Alright, yeah, okay, so, I was, I was, say, I was telling a joke, um, right, after one or two beers I walk better, asked my doctor about it, he says, well, Jackson, because you have cerebral palsy, anything that releases your muscles will help you walk better, like one or two beers, an orgasm, or a joint. I go, really, doc? You mean I can get medicinal? Blowjobs? That would be fucking great! Like, every time, like, hey, babe, this is medicinal, you're helping me out, it's awesome. Also... Everything weed can cure, soak in a blowjob. job. You have glaucoma, get some head, your eyes will be closed, it'll be, it'll be better. Oh, you can't sleep, puts you right to sleep, but it's also the best part of waking up. And just try being depressed while you're getting head. Just try to frown, it's fucking impossible. Like, go out and fuck the depressed, that should be like the new suicide prevention hotline. Actually, one of my bartender friends did that recently. She had a suicidal friend, and she fucked him, and now he's not dead. So, no joke here, but it's a thing. I'd like to think that I helped change the world a little bit.
2: <laughs>
3: yes. Uh, I, I went to a couple weddings recently. Uh, the last wedding I went to was a bunch of young professionals. They're all like 25 or younger. And it was weird, because I was like, oh, this is what trophy wives look like early in their career. It's very strange, uh, but you know, after they get divorced, they'll have the money and I'll be the trophy husband, so it's fine, you know, it's cool. But in all sincerity, I'm polyamorous, so it's very odd for me to be like, how the fuck do I ask for a plus two to a wedding? Yeah. Does everyone know what polyamory is? Yeah. I, I two, two girlfriends, they both know about each other, it's all cool, primary and a secondary girlfriend. It's very complicated and it, like you have to use graphs to explain it to some people. But the thing I loved about it is that if I fucked up with one of my girlfriends, my other girlfriend would help me out. It was like always having a backup that would help you get your foot out of your mouth. And I know, you think, how could you get your foot in your mouth? Oh, I can. It's doable. It's very doable. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I like my women like I like my fusion food, half Mexican and half something else. I like my women like I like my psychology students with an oral fixation and daddy issues. And I like my women like I like my wheelchairs, pure fucking metal. Where are my metal heads at? Yeah, alright. Have you ever seen a cripple in a mosh pit? It's as magical as it sounds. Something about me barreling at you as hard as I can in a mosh pit terrifies people. I guess I'm intimidating because I become like metal goddamn Moses. Let my people roll. And it's great, because if you've ever seen a cripple in a mosh pit, at one point, it becomes like NASCAR. And that point is when I go flying out of my wheelchair. Because one guy grabs my torso, another guy grabs my legs, and a third guy rushes my chair right underneath me. And I have my own metal mosh pit crew. That's how awesome metal fans are. It's the angriest fucking music with the nicest fucking people. That's why I just don't trust pop fans. (laughs) Can't trust them. They seem angry all the time. Uh, I actually love going crowd surfing in my wheelchair, and yeah, if you've seen that online, ninety nine times out of ten, that was a video of me. Uh, Thing is, is that the bouncers don't know what the fuck to do, because they see a chariot rising up from these hands like a, like out of fucking Hades, like a, like a, like a fucking Greek God, and I, I start lurching spasmodically forward on the hands of my fellow brethren, and, and then I start lurching forward, and the bouncer sees me, and I'm about to fall onto him, and they have to catch me. And it's great, because nothing bad has ever happened to me, oh, except for when I tried to go crowd surfing without my wheelchair. And then, then I got dropped on my head, and I said, that's dangerous, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> but it's okay, because after I did that, I got free beer at Slim's forever. My money is no longer good at Slim's. Which is great. Like, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. Really, the thing that I live by is if you're going to do some epically crazy shit that's awesome, you should do it anyway because you might get free beer. And that's (laughs) worth it. Totally worth it. I played wheelchair basketball growing up. I played a lot of wheelchair basketball. And there aren't that many disabled people in any one town. So you have to do a lot of traveling. So you have, like... 12 teams that all converge on small town but butt-fuck-nowhere. And it's great because they're like, what's going on? Is it contagious? Is it spreading? What the fuck? Just like a cavalcade of cripples rolling down Main Street. And towards the end of one of our trips, this is in Alabama, and my entire basketball team, we roll into this Cracker Barrel. And 13 cripples in one restaurant, freaks people out a bit, so they're staring. And then our coach leaves the table to go pay the bill. And this televangelist comes up to us and goes, excuse me all, I was wanting to go pray with you. And we didn't want to be the assholes in California, so we're like, sure lady, do your thing. And she holds her hand, she goes, bless the food, bless Jesus, bless, bless, bless. But then she comes up to each of us individually and she goes, can I do a blessing for you? And I'm thinking, oh my God, are we really the most fucked up people in Alabama? I don't think so, but go ahead lady, do your thing. And she goes around to each of us individually and goes, Be healed, hoo! And she's going around and there's 13 of us. She does this 13 fucking times and I'm the 13th kid. And, she, and right as she's getting to me, I'm really fucking excited because I'm like, I'm about to get blessed. She lays her hands upon my head and she goes, Be healed, hoo! And I go, oh my God, I feel the power of Christ. <laughs> Fuck, it wore off. You can laugh, it's okay. <laughs> See, if you can make someone believe they have the power of Jesus, and strip that away from them mere seconds later, I highly fucking recommend it. It's amazing. Uh, No, I, you know, I've been thinking about, like, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation or not, because it kind of feels like the blackout drunk of religions. I don't know what I did yesterlife, but I must have been a total asshole. No? Okay. I'll go darker. It's fine. do you guys remember those anti-meth ads we had? I lost myself to meth. I lost me to meth. I want to know where the fuck is my billboard. I did meth in utero. And now I'm hilarious. <laughs> That's not a billboard, and it should be. You know, I, I had a friend ask me, they go, like, is your shit genetic? Like, will you pass it down to your kids? I'm like, no, the only way I can get a crippled kid is to be like, hey, babe, can you shoot up so that I can have a kid who looks like me? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'll take the groan, I love it, thank you. Uh, It's okay, uh, four years ago, my cousin had a disabled kid who also has cerebral palsy. And when my mom told me, she goes, oh, Kristen's kid has cerebral palsy. My reaction was like, oh, that's awesome! That's not the proper response. I got yelled at, because apparently you're not supposed to say that. But I really did, I felt like that was awesome, because I was finally gonna have another family member to play wheelchair basketball with. Do you know how cool it is to not be a minority of one in your own family? Probably not. <laughs> you know? But I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God. I can take him under my wing or my wheel, if you will, and, like, help show him the ropes. You know, oh, this is, a, this is how you pick up girls in a wheelchair. You know, my personal favorite is, oh, you're too tired to walk. Let me wheel you out. It's great because you get to be chivalrous and you get a lap dance. It's a win-win. It's fucking stellar. <sighs> Uh, I actually, yeah, I, I talk a lot about sex in my act, it's true, and um, yeah, cripples are castrated by mainstream media, in books, in movies, in television, you never see a cripple getting laid. I mean, sure, you've got Lieutenant Dan paying for a hooker in Forrest Gump, but that's supposed to be our high watermark? Fuck that, I'm our high watermark! I'll fuck you so long you'll walk worse than I do, and I'll call that shit recruiting. I wanna be the change I wanna see in the world, one or two women at a time. And that's a Gandhi quote about my sex life. Thank you, I'm Jackson McBrayer.
0: Yay! Keep slapping those meatballs together for Jackson McBrayer. Woo! Hey, people that are, like, standing in the back, you can, like, there's this bench up here that's uninhabited that people could go to. I'm just saying, it's like, we can all be comfortable. You gotta get yourselves all situated for our next comedian. Uh, I'm excited about him uh, being here. I watched a video online. Yes, it's you. I'm sorry I didn't give you any, like, pre-warning or whatever. You're sorry, he's standing up, you're fine. You guys are gonna love him. Uh, he's a darling young man. He's just gonna walk right into your hearts. <laughs> Jackson wheeled his way in, but he's just gonna walk right in. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Davidson Boswell, yay!
4: Oh, guys, this is so nice. Um, So I'm uh, here from New York City. Uh, Little thing about me, Uh, (laughs) lonely. I'm a lonely guy. Um, And uh, you know, it's a feeling that follows you wherever you go. It's hard, man, because I'm from the South. I'm from North Carolina. So uh, I have a hard time talking to New York women. Um, it's really tough for me. Uh, but what I heard when I got to New York is like, yeah, I really play up the accent a lot. Girls will dig it, They'll, you know, and it, it'll help you out a lot. So I'll see a girl from like across the bar and she's looking like real trendy, you know. She's got the stripy pants and the shave bits in her hair. You know how they wear them? And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go up to her and I'll be like, I'll say something like, uh, Hey, uh, hey, hey, lady. Uh, wh- you know where you think uh, where you think Dale's gonna finish in the standings this year, huh? Kenny might catch him. Kenny might catch him. Let me tell you. And uh, that doesn't work, so I'll see another girl. And honestly, her face looks like nine miles of mud fence, if you know what I mean. You don't. I can tell from wh- the way you're looking at me that you don't know what I mean. But I'll go up to him and I'll be like, "Hey, uh, where'd you shoot guns as a kid?" Anywhere? No? <laughs> Your daddy never took you to shoot guns? All right, yeah, so, um... Yeah, I don't do too well with uh, the women. Uh, you know who I do do well with? Well, older gay men on the subway. Hmm, they, cannot, they cannot get enough of me, and uh, who can blame them? Look at me. I'm sprightly as fuck. <laughs> Free-flowing, supple uh, everything you want. Uh, is that a, is that a boy that just walked on the Q train or a wood nymph? <laughs> Straight out of Virgil <laughs> into your dreams. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at in life right now. Um, but it's, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes, uh, you know, I might get a girl up to my room to, uh, you know fuck um and uh by the time i blow up the mattress <laughs> i'm so exhausted oh uh, man i can't even can't even do anything it's a queen you know that's like 250 blows 300 easy it's qu- queen for my queen um yeah all right guys <laughs> we're having fun hey uh bernie sanders looks a lot like that e harmony guy am i right huh yeah <laughs> It's not where the, oh, this isn't, all right, I'm going to do it. This isn't uh, where the comparison's end either, am I right? Am I right, guys? Yeah. Both in the business of peddling hope to losers. Ha <laughs> Oh, yeah, that didn't get winning just as well as I thought it would. Ah oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, what's more likely, that you're going to find um, eternal light, or uh, eternal happiness with your significant other, or uh, get paid, your president is going to care about a living wage for you. Oh, okay. All right. That went. Yep. All right, guys. All right. All right. I think we're I think we're well situated now. Uh I try to I try to tell jokes. I try to tell jokes that are uh relatable in my act. Um does anyone else uh take Fabergé eggs into like the park and just bury them? No. No homeless people coming up to me, I'm like, a map. You know, I give them a map with X's on it. It's like, go find your... I'm very conservative. Uh, Nah, nah, I'm not, I'm not. I uh, I don't know. Um, I used to... Oh, this is a this is a fun this is a fun little story for you guys. Okay, speaking of Prospect Park and Central Park, uh, I so I stayed with my uncle for the first two months I lived in New York, and uh, while I did that, um, this is a fantastic story to tell when your mother's in the audience, by the way. So just, just take <laughs> notes, guys. Just <laughs> buckle up. Um, but, so, but what I did when I was in New York is I uh, I took uh, acid um, and went to Prospect Park, um, and you know I was like, oh man, this is gonna be so great. I'm gonna like. Find myself, you know, so I took some, took, took three hits of acid, which is more than you should do. Uh, and I went into these uh, paths in Prospect Park, which is in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh man, these paths, like, they're just uncharted. I'm in this whole new world. No one's ever been here before. So I, I walked into the paths, and, uh, you know, my vision's pulsing at this point. And I sat on a log, and I looked down, and just the floor was riddled with three musketeers, wrappers, and condoms. I'm like, ah, people have been here before. And uh, just like you would want if you were tripping, uh, and a very large homeless man came up to me and sat down next to me on the log, and he said, uh, what do you say? He said, oh, yeah, uh, are you out here all by yourself? <laughs> <laughs> to Which I said, uh, n- no. And so I walked away. Uh, I walked away uh, very quickly uh, into a clearing, into a clearing. Um, And then, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, uh, but you start to feel like you're uh, responsible for all of mankind's suffering. Um, So you uh, start punching the ground and screaming uh, that... (laughs) The world has to kill you for the good of humanity, uh, which is what I was doing, you know. I was just casually punching the ground, uh, and the police turns out don't appreciate that, uh, so they come up to you and they'll throw you to the ground, you know, because they don't care. Um, and luckily, uh, at this point, uh, my phone decided to pocket dial my mom. Mm, yeah, good old, good old call for mama while I'm on the ground, uh, you know, just getting, just getting zip tied on the ground, <laughs> face down, breathing in the dirt, and. Uh, she didn't answer, uh, but uh, oh, she called back. <laughs> and uh, Officer Jefferson, that was his name, he uh, picked up the phone and he was like, uh, your son is screaming that we have to kill himself because he's gonna be remembered like Hitler. Um, so that wasn't good. So I woke up the next day, I woke up the next day, lo and behold, my uncle was there. You know, and they were, everybody was so worried about me. They were like, uh, you know, uh, Davidson, Like, how much did you take? The doctor said, Davidson, how much did you take? And I said, I-, I took three hits. Is that too much? You're not supposed to take any, guys. You're not supposed to do any acid. Medically, none is the recommended amount. Um, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so it's good to be here, guys. It's good to be here. Uh, yeah, just, I, went, I got through. Here's, here's a question, okay? Do you think it had something to do with this, why I wasn't arrested? You know what I mean? Like, probably a lot to do with that, you know? Like, I don't... I just think it's just like, ah, uh, we can let off some steam on this white guy and just kind of, like, beat him up. And sorry to be looking at you while I said that, too. This fucking... Oh, man. A Freudian glance, I guess you could call that. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can... I look at you guys, and I just. I just see the Cialis commercial, you know what I mean? Like, 40, 50 years from now? just Not you two. You two. You guys are a couple, right? now. Yeah, yeah. Our, we're a couple. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I, I just see the bathtubs. You know, you guys like lightly holding each other's hand while the sun sets. Oh, boy. Alright, guys. We're having fun. We're having fun. Um, Alright, so... There's a debate going on in this country, guys, and I'm, I'm going to be the one to bring it up. And uh, I don't want anybody to get inconvenient, but if you're like me, you wake up with a boner, uh, and you gotta poop, you know? You gotta poop, and uh, what is the protocol of taking a shit with with your hard dick? You just don't, you know what I mean? Because double-edged sword alert, yeah, you put it on the bottom, that's unsanitary, and uh, you put it on top, and who doesn't pee a little when they poop? And if you got uh, roommates like me, they're like, Davidson, why is there pee on the ground? And I'm like, well, I don't know, like... Have you ever tried to p- Oh god So much fun. Just loving every minute of it, guys. Uh I don't know. I uh <laughs> so alright. This is one that I haven't done in a while. Um, but it's okay. Uh we're friends here. Um you guys quasi hate me enough. I I can I can do it. Uh so I uh I come from a pretty well to do family. I suspect some of you do, some of you don't you know it's, we live in a socioeconomically diverse city uh, and so I, uh, I I worked a lot of jobs as like a waiter and a waitress and uh, no, <laughs> just the first one and um, so I, I've worked a lot of jobs as a waiter and uh, so you work you know with all different you know people from all different backgrounds. Uh, but it's bullshit because there's this preconceived notion that if you come from, like, if you come from well-to-do means, you can't really empathize with like, uh, poor people's problems. And that's not true, man. That's not true. I, uh, there was this one time where I was like working with this girl and she uh, was being mean to me the whole day. And uh, I just didn't understand why. She like pushed me on her way out to the parking lot. So I like followed her out and I was like, hey, you know what's wrong? You're being so mean to me the whole day and she was like smoking a cigarette and she said, I I don't know what to do. Like, my landlord's about to kick me out. Um, I can't even pay for diapers. And I was like, I I know what you mean. And I put my arm around her and I said, my dad's credit card got maxed out and I can't even get a Netflix subscription and he had to sell his plane. (laughs) All right, guys, pour one out. (laughs) Pour some rose out for this next comedian. I hope he does better than me. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm going by.
0: Davidson Bosworth! Yay! Pharmacologist says no more than one hit of acid at a time. Uh, I'm an old lady. I'm, I'm 41. I've probably done over 300 hits of acid. That's why I like to talk about my butthole so much. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> probably the reason. Uh, but it, just a hint, young sir. Davidson, if you're gonna do it again, put it in a bottle of water. Like put it, if it's liquid, put it in a bottle of water. Take the sugar cube and put it in a bottle of water and drink it over time so it doesn't hit you all at once and it's, okay. you literally you can control it a little better. Okay. The more you know about acid from Benjamin at Fantastic Comedy Club. Just be safe. You know, I have a couple pro tips, all right? What I learned from my dad is if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. That's like a pro tip, you guys. Pharmacologist on speed dial, what? Our next comedian is super hilarious. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen her not kill. I don't mean to bring up the the expectations too high, but you guys, make your expectations. She will fulfill them all. Uh, Nicole Love.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, people. How are we doing? Yeah, oh, I love this. This is a fine audience. I'm very happy to be here. Hey, um, so I I live in Oakland. Um, I came from uh, the great city of Oakland to be here with you tonight, and um, yeah, I'm just pleased as punch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I live in Oakland off of uh, International Boulevard. Um, yeah, you know it, you know it. Um, uh, if you're not familiar, that's the host role. All right, this is technical term. Hostrol, right? Okay, this is where the the ladies of the night do their walking um, in in, in large numbers, larger than any other place in the city. (laughs) Top picks, all right? I could not be happier with my proximity to the hostrol, all right, because no matter what I'm wearing, I will be mistaken for a prostitute. All right, you understand. And um, sometimes I just need that kind of attention. You know what I mean? I just need to know that I'm worth paying for. That's all. And if uh, 15 minutes at an international bus stop can't do that for you, then um, it's not the international I know. People, that's what I'm telling you. And it's not all fun and games. It's not all fun and games. Um, I was mugged recently uh, it's, my very, uh, it's so hard. It's like it just really disappoints you in humanity. Um, uh, this guy, he, he ran behind me and he grabbed my bag and we got into a tug-of-war for the bag. And he started hitting me over my head repeatedly and he was yelling and screaming. He was, give me the bag, give me the bag! And I, I, it was very scary. He was hitting me over my head with something heavy and uh, I I felt uh, moisture dripping down my neck and I smelled vinegar because he was hitting me over the head with a giant pickle. (laughs) Giant pickle, yes. Artisan pickle, I believe. It's one of those those big pickles, neon green liquid in those big jars and you don't know how long they've been there or who's buying these things or who was the last person to stick their hand in there. Just here to let you know, anything can be a weapon, all right? (laughs) Vegetable related crimes are at an all time high. In my city, anyway. I was robbed at Pickle Point, people. (laughs) I was pickle whipped. It's the ultimate insult to injury. It is. Um, oh, uh, okay. Here's what. I was walking around in Target, alright. I was in the toy aisle because um I needed more play-doh. All right. And I needed <laughs> I needed some more play-doh. I need to make spaghetti. Um, No, I was in the toy aisle and I I was looking at the toys and I just, I came to the dolls, I saw all these dolls, just a sea of dolls. And they all had the same look on their face. They all had this nipple ready, suck mouth. (laughs) just look on their face, just all of them, whether they were those baby dolls that are made to suck you know, bottles and what have you, or they were the brats dolls looking all cool and adolescent and all that shit. They just all had that nipple ready, suck face glistening lips on their face. And I learned a lot about what men are into and what we're teaching little girls and why uh, Botox and lip injux- injections exist. I learned so much. Maybe it's like a mating call, I don't know. I don't know, but then I, so I'm looking at this doll and then I get to an old standard, Barbie. Get to Barbie, all right? And I notice that her body has changed again, okay? It's the little trick Mattel plays on us. Like every 17 years, at like five strategic pounds onto Barbie. Mix up the skin tones, give her an ethnic nose or two, you know, make her knees bend, like we don't know what that's about. (laughs) Like Seriously, seriously, they say it's for a bike, you know, so she can ride a bike, but I tell you, you push it and she just falls right over. She's not using those knees, all right? You sit and listen, sir. You calm down, all right, you calm down. Anyway, it's a trick. It's a trick. They, they have to change her up to keep women buying these things. Because cause hatred of Barbie is at an all time high. It's never been higher, okay? And I think it's because as people of my generation become uh, 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 mothers and aunts, they just despise Barbie because she is so damaging to the self esteem and body image of women transitioning into their 30s. I mean, really, what the fuck? I've never hated Barbie more. This bitch won't age. What is up? So anyway, I saw that, I saw that there's this dude who made like a, a Kickstarter campaign to make a real woman Barbie, which that translates to is, um, so he made this doll that has like the body of like a, a water polo player or a golfer, you know, just a, a very sturdy bodied doll. And there's all these stickers you can add onto her of like scars and acne and bruises and cellulite and stretch marks. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Women are gross. <laughs> I get the message loud and clear. But I think he was on the right track, though. We do need more realistic interpretations of Barbie, but we need them to be broad. We need, we need specific lifestyles. We need a, a more representation for everyone. We need like an, a morbidly obese hoarder Barbie or like a, a Filipina nurse here to fill the shortage, Barbie. There is a nursing shortage and they're heroes, okay? Are we gonna make a new Ken? You know, like an off-duty drag queen and Philip, who's all dressed up for his birthday dinner, you know? Something nice, okay? Something that represents all of us, okay? Like this dude, he said that he made the Kickstarter Barbie because he wanted to show little girls that reality can be fun which couldn't be further from the truth, right? Reality is not fun. The reality is that all little girls do with Barbie is change her outfits and make her fuck things. (laughs) And that should be enough of a life lesson right there. Okay, that's what Barbie is for, okay? I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm a mixed-race person guys. I'm a mixed-race. I'm black and white um, And as such I hear a lot of ignorant things um, uh, For example people tell me I can only celebrate half of Black History Month um, Which is ridiculous, but there it is on Facebook every February Mulattoes can only celebrate half of Black History Month. It's crazy but uh, I was out with a friend of mine and um, I was just kind of minding my business and drinking, and and, uh, um, some guy was talking to her, and I I felt their conversation drift into my direction, and my friend tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, come talk to this dude. He's trying to figure you out, which is scary, scary talk, okay, but uh, but I allowed it. I allowed it, and the the first thing he said to me, the very first thing he said to me was, why are you not talking? Why are you just standing there thinking? He obviously did not appreciate my contemplative nature, okay, um, I think it, it's my face, my face, it's, it's off-putting. Okay, I have all these freckles on my face and it's just like a welcome mat, you know, like everyone just wants me to smile and be charismatic. I'm a very disgruntled Cabbage Patch Kid, that's what this <laughs> face is. You know, I have to counteract these fresh-faced freckles with an with, with, uh, angry force field, you know, just to keep people away. And, uh, you know, it's commonly called a resting bitch face. I call it a lesbian grin or uh, a Nazi smirk. Just something to let people know I'm not to be fucked with. But obviously, it was too much for him, okay? And the next thing he said to me was, I don't trust you. I don't trust light-skinned people, right? What the fuck? So mad, so hurt. I was very confused too, because we were at a Drake concert (laughs) and my friend's an albino, so I didn't understand why I was getting all the bullshit. There it was, there it was. But he ended up getting my friend's phone number, so I guess he won, you yeah. know. But I got my ex-boyfriend to beat him up in the parking lot. So I'm friends with all my exes. It's good politics, ladies. Think about it. Call him up, intimidate some people. Come on. Come on, he wasn't that bad, was he? Yeah. And that's the real reason you cannot trust light-skinned people, okay? Because you never know how black they are until it's too late <laughs> and you're bleeding in a parking lot. It's beautiful. You guys like poems? Huh? You look like a, this looks like a poetry crowd to me. <laughs> you like poems? Good, because I'm not going to recite any for you. No. Um, no, I was just wondering if you guys like poems. Says. Uh, uh, um, has anyone ever, like, written a poem for you? Does, does that happen? Yeah, oh, of course, <laughs> of course, Jackson. You're a beautiful specimen, worthy of poetry, all right? Okay, well, I've had a poem written for me, and, um, this guy, he recorded the audio of it, and he put it on YouTube for me to find, okay? <laughs> put it. On, uh-oh, that's right, he put it on the YouTubes for me to find and I went and I found my beautiful poem and I was listening to it and just the whole time I just hear in the background, beep, beep, just like a series of beeps in the background. And um, it, what it was was a, a smoke detector that needed a battery change, all right? <laughs> now. A lot of people ask, you know, what's your type? What are you into? What's your type? And um, I don't really have a type. Okay, I I like all kinds of people. I mean, uh, there there are there are a lot of jaw rule lookalikes in there, but um, you know, sometimes you aim. Uh, for Tupac and you get Ja Rule. Uh, He was a very important rapper in 2001. I'm surprised there's not more uh, recognition in here, okay? (laughs) Very seminal, okay, voice in the... uh. No, but I don't really have a type. I don't have a type, but if I have to synthesize it into one thing, it would be a person who needs to change the batteries and their smoke detector just hasn't, hasn't gotten around to it. Um, and rather than rip it off the wall, they're just willing to live with the beep, beep, beep. I don't know, that's my type. Oh, oh. Yeah. But the poem was right about a couple things. Uh my freckles do number as the stars do. And I am a cold hearted bitch who can't love you. <laughs> it's beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, we're killing it. Okay. Um, so there's a thing. It's very popular right now. Um <laughs> there's these, these hoverboards. They're very two-wheely hoverboards that are very popular right now, okay? And everyone wants them for Christmas. Everyone's gotta have them, okay? Uh, these like two-wheel balance things. And now everybody wants them, but I have to tell you, I saw them everywhere in Oakland over the summer, all right? And I have to tell you, only black people were riding these things, all right? Only, and I know it's a very popular Christmas gift now, but in the summer only black people were writing these things and it had me thinking, what the hell is going on? Is this a really weird reparations project? I don't know. From casinos all the way down to hoverboards. America has a weird way of saying sorry. Um, but now I know what it was. All you were doing was testing them out to see if they would die on them. Okay? It's a modern day Tuskegee project. (laughs) So modify that from syphilis all the way down to hoverboards. (laughs) Black people have to get it first. All right. My name's Nicole Love, Thank thank you.
0: Holy shit, keep it going for Nicole Love, yes! Oh man. I know those hoverboards are just as bad as those electronic skateboarders because they're cheaper. The thing is that the electronic skateboards are $1,500 and those are like 99. I, I, I hope people are wearing helmets. Dentists are gonna be really happy. Like I lost a tooth on a skateboard, you guys. I, I'm really excited to look at the statistics of how many people lose teeth uh, from this new hoverboard and electronic skateboard craziness. Yay, Nicole Love, yay. Hey, our next comedian. Uh, He's brought his family, and I mean, what great hair they have, all of them. It's just so lovely. Uh, He's a hilarious comic. I'm so excited that you guys get to be here to experience him. Put your hands together. It's Ashton Tate.
6: Wow, thank you so much. Uh, Even if you're not my family, still pretty cool that you came. Very nice. If anyone's here looking for a Christmas gift, this art was someone's gift last year. That's pretty cool. Oh, well, that's congrats, sir, because I would pay anything for that. Don't, don't hold me to it. You can't put a price on uh, love. Um, I, uh, that's what my dad always said. That's cool. That's, uh, anyways, um, a lot of girls say they like to take long walks on the beach. Yet they never ask out those guys with metal detectors. (laughs) So it's just me and Carl out there trying to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, My friend, she's been in a relationship for eight months. She said she knew she was in love with the guy because they made such strong eye contact. So she was like, "Ashen, when's the strongest moment you've ever made eye contact? And I was like, probably when someone helped me move a really heavy couch. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah. So I knew my dad was the one. He was the one for me. Uh, that's cool. Um, I used to play Dance Dance Revolution in high school. It's a pretty good game. One time this girl saw me playing it at the mall and she was like, Hey, Ashton, you know they say if you're good at dancing, you're probably good in the bedroom. And I was like, I know, I have it set up there too.
0: That's <laughs> so
6: what I do. She come check out my pad. Um, my friend in high school, he wanted to be a professional rollerblader, but his parents said he could never do it. Well, guess who now works at Sonic? That's where he works. It's, uh, it's a pretty good restaurant. D- Davidson was saying we're having fun. Like, to, I don't know, does anyone else say we're not having fun? I'm going to start saying that. The joke doesn't go well. You'll hear it here first. We're not having fun. Um, I was on a date recently that was going so well that I got hit on while I was on the date. <laughs> I was with this girl at the bar and this guy walked past us and he said, what's up ladies? Uh. Uh, so. Pretty close to a threesome if you ask me. That's what, uh, who knows? I used to watch a uh, m- little movie called You've Got Mail when I was younger. In that movie, in a lot of romantic comedies, the male lead always kisses with his eyes open. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try that. And then the male lead will say something romantic. But the first time I tried it, she was just like, uh, what are you looking at? And I was like, uh, your soul. We're having fun, we're not having fun. That's, we're not having fun, okay, cool. I wish I knew more about the world. My friend was talking to me recently. She was like, Ashton, what do you think about the stuff that's going on in Syria? What does it mean to be on America's side? I was like, that means I don't know where Syria is. (laughs) Sticking to it. I did travel recently. I went to Atlanta, and I uh, checked into a motel, and people at the motel, they were warning me not to stay there. Because guess what, guys? One of the rooms was haunted because a man hung himself there. But why would I believe in a ghost if he doesn't believe in himself? <laughs> so, general questions. Cool. Um, I like, uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube. There's magicians who show you their tricks on YouTube. Do you guys know that? Turns out the secret is living with your parents. That's. <laughs> didn't know that. I've been waiting all my life for the wrong thing. Um, They say that you should uh, chase after your goals in life, but I'm realizing in the past couple of months that my only goal is chasing the bus. It's my only goal. And I don't know if you've never chased the bus before, but there are a few things in life where more people doubt that you can do than when you're chasing after the bus. Um, Whenever I do it, I just have to think of old things like just to motivate myself to not give up. You know, I'll think of all the people who said I'd have to take the bus to work or other things like that and try and prove them wrong. And then, uh... You ever just miss the bus and you're embarrassed about it so you just start running? You're like, yeah, I just... I normally run with a backpack and uh, a hat. Um, that's that's what I like doing. I don't know about you guys. But, uh... Yeah. I like uh, a lot of things in life. I... That's, that's, that's true. A lot of people don't say it enough. You guys ever seen an unattractive salsa dancer? No, those don't exist. I think because they went to perform magic. That's a, career, that's a career where you can not be tan and have your shirt buttoned up all the way. It's pretty cool. See, I do a lot of material about magicians. It's kind of my thing. Um, a lot of people say I should be silent about the magician's ways, magicians and salsa dancers. That's a couple you never see together. That's uh, There should be more of them, but there aren't. Um, I'll tell you guys about the first time I ever got paid doing comedy. It wasn't tonight. It was uh, two years ago. I was performing at a place that could only exist in Florida. It was a restaurant in a swamp called Whitey's. Uh, and I was uh, new at comedy, so I was doing, uh, I didn't pick my material well. I, uh, I just did a joke about why I don't like guns to this uh, restaurant of Whitey's. And uh, the joke was that I don't support guns because I don't like carrying things. See, it's uh, got that same response there. Um, But the manager, all she saw was people eating and then a kid talking about why guns are bad. So she went to stop me, but before she could, another guy walked up and he was like, hey, I'll give you $50 to stop. And that was the first time I got paid doing comedy. So, yeah. Would have thought that I peaked right there, that (laughs) I should have planned it out more. Uh, That's what I wish. I was uh, with this girl recently and she was like, Ashton, I think we should just be friends. And I thought, a little role play. All right, I'll grab the Jenga. That's what I like to do. Uh, I was at the club recently with my friend and he has this dance move called The Ambulance. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's where you walk up to any single group of girls and they get out of the way. (laughs) It's hard to practice at home. Um, Weirdly enough, that is uh, one of my favorite things to do. That's what I like. Um, What do you guys like doing? We're not having fun, are we? Let's prove it to the people that saved a lot of lives today. Is that, am I getting the holidays mixed up? Is that the day after Thanksgiving you give thanks for war that didn't happen? I'm trying to get my uh, holidays in order. <clears throat> How much for the art, sir? Let's go there. <laughs> we could do a weird auction here. Could we start the first price? Who will pay, let's start 75 cents. Let's, no, okay, let's I'll start higher. $15 for this piece right here. Who's got a, who's got a price to pay? All right, well, well, it's a silent auction. I got that, I got that. It's, everyone picks a price in their head and then they go home and then they come back the next year and hope that it's still here. That's, that's what I did and now I'm back here a year later with uh, $15 in my pocket. That's, that's, what, uh, that's what I do. Um, getting a haircut soon. No, no, I can't. The ladies like it. You ever just look at those pictures of the people you know in the hair salon? I don't think anyone else looks as happy as those people who got their hair picture caught. Um, It's pretty good. I wish I could feel that good after getting a haircut. But I'm not an eight year old boy. And uh, that's the highlight of your life when you're that age is uh, getting to pick your own do. And nothing comes of it, because when you're that young of an age, even if you have a great haircut, you're not gonna get a re- into a relationship unless you're uh, unless it's an older guy. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's, some older men are into younger boys' haircuts, and uh, I think I think that was the slogan for Supercuts, but then they stopped saying that. Um, I don't know. Got a little, a little trendy there. A little. Uh, I hope that business is doing well. I, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, so I, this city, how many couples are here tonight? How many couples? <laughs> nice. About two. That's good. Right. Who would have thought this place wasn't great for budding relationships? Um, a radio station. Anyways, I uh, I saw this couple recently, and they were at the Golden Gate Bridge, and they kissed one another, and then this guy from France walked up to them, and he said, that was so beautiful. Can I take a picture? I am from France. And then they let him take the picture, but I feel like that only happened because he was from France. You know, like, if I had asked, they would have probably said no. You know, if I walked up, and I was like, hey, Janice, uh, I know that's your name because I heard him call you that. But um, I was just watching from behind that corner, and uh, I've already taken a couple pictures. It's not weird, I'm from Jacksonville. So, uh, all right, well hey, that's gonna do it for me. My name's been Asher and you've been super. Have a good night. <laughs>
0: would have no problem with him taking any pictures he is so not even creepy not even not even a little bit jackson mcbrayer with a 40 in between his knees is creepier than (laughs) ashton tate westers entire set you guys your headliner tonight is (sighs) he is thanksgiving if you could take thanksgiving and you could wrap it up in like one person you're like He's like a plump turkey and delicious pie, and you want to eat him all up. You want to take that, you know what you do that whipped cream dispenser? First, you take a little nitrous off of it, and then you put it on the pie, and that's it, we're gonna have a great time. With your headliner tonight, put your hands together, he's amazing, it's Joe Gorman.
7: Oh, thank you all so very much. Hey, one more time for Pam Benjamin for hosting. And, and all of the comics that you saw tonight bearing their souls. Ashton Tate's family flying out specifically to see him perform stand-up comedy. And, and also maybe have Thanksgiving dinner as a family, huh? Everyone have a great Thanksgiving. You fuck up that stuffing. You watch those professional athletes play football in a multi-million dollar industry, seeing those people that dedicated their entire lives and very existence to professional sports. Well, fucking forget all that nonsense because you're watching comics bear their souls on a Friday night. Are you kidding me? T-G-I-F, Urkel is alive and well, ladies and gentlemen, it lives on. I had a spectacular Thanksgiving. Ashton Tate's not the only one who performed in front of his family. I was uh, booked at a place the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. White Wednesday, we call it. There's Black Friday, White Wednesday. Sandwich him in between. Uh, I was performing stand-up comedy in Hayward, California. And my dad was going to see me perform stand-up comedy for the second time in his life and it's like the first time as an actual comedian because the first time I was this kid like in college who was like I don't know what's going on so I'll do this one thing and he was like oh that's nice but now I was a headliner in in Hayward California so it's like ah the 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 you know the student has become the master now and it was it was this crazy uh biker bar slash grill because they also had nachos available uh (laughs) Little place in Hayward, and, and I, they had a wonderful little stage. It, it was, uh, you know, uh, slightly bigger than the width of my feet, which is good, size seven shoe, and I was still struggling to maintain on the stage, held up by milk cartons. But my, but my dad was there, and the sons of anarchy were there, eating chicken wings, just just waiting for some good wholesome stand-up comedy to happen on a Wednesday night. And then, and then my dad and my estranged sister came in to watch me perform Stand Up comedy. I was like, this is it. If I can knock it out of the park, then, you know, that, that bridge is gonna be repaired, and there's no need for, for family therapy, and, and holding those fucking stress balls and talking about feelings. If I can just crush it, if I can just call upon all of my powers to really just have this, do, to do this, I'll do it, and I was on stage, and I was I was perfect, man. I was just like this, you know, charming, <laughs> engaging, hilarious, talking about the atmosphere. Like, are you guys excited about Thanksgiving? And the guy was like, oh, I killed people, and I was like, okay, right on, you know, and. <laughs> And and as it was going on, I was doing what I'm doing now. I'm like pacing back and forth like a young Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy. I know my history. It's like, oh, you got to pace back and forth, show command of the audience. And I was talking about how tiny the stage was and how funny it would be if I fell off. And as I was joking about almost falling off the stage, I almost actually fell off the stage. And I tripped and I did this little thing and I recovered and I kept doing stand-up comedy. I almost died. I almost... Fell to my fucking death. Million dollar baby broke my neck or something. Paralyzed from the waist down. Having to communicate all of my jokes through text from there on out. <laughs> Flirted with that possibility of, of in the multiverse that's somehow happening. Saw it flash before my eyes. Regained my balance with ninjitsu-like skills. Fucking <laughs> like just cashing out on those two karate classes I took as a kid. Balanced myself out. And completed my set Unflinching That is what that That is the cloth of a hero Right there ladies and gentlemen I can't think of You see like Have you seen like doctors and shit Like if they If they fuck up a surgery And the patient dies I've watched enough episodes Of Grey's Anatomy I've seen that happen And they fuck up Their job And they're like Oh, God, I got to take a break and stop what I'm doing. I almost died, and I was like, you know what else is weird? Shopping carts. I didn't even stop, man. I didn't even stop. I was, I've was i never been more inspired. My dad had a single tear rolling down his cheek like, that's my boy. He finally forgot that I quit Little League at one point because it fucking interrupted Saturday morning cartoons. That's what's up, man. My dad came out here... For Thanksgiving, because he lives in Tennessee. Like, that's where he lived. He chooses to live uh, post-divorce, and the rest of the family stayed here in California. And, and, you know, I think that's the way. I feel like that's the way most people here. Most people are either here uh, that had, in this room, had Thanksgiving either here in California, or they came out here from where they live, because they know California right now is fucking Awesome right now. <laughs> 55 degrees according to the weather app on my state-of-the-art phone. You know what's going on right now in Tennessee? Fucking frost and snow and, and just, just winter. Just, just, it just blows winter. And you have ice picks that you have to fucking scrape all the, the ice off of your windshield in your car before your day even starts, before you can even do any, before you have to go to your terrible job in the terrible Midwest. you got to scrape fucking ice. <laughs> off of their windshield, it's out of fucking control. What is that? Not here. You know what we have to do in California? Roll out of bed and mosey into our startup because it's probably some giant ass fucking campus because that's how all startups are, man. Everyone just lives on residency. So that's why my dad was here for Thanksgiving and we all overdosed on fucking tryptophan. You know what tryptophan is? It's that shit in turkeys that makes you sleepy and argue politics, even though it's frivolous. That's the only reason. It's like, you know what? I'm going to undo 30 years of instilled racism in my uncle tonight. It's happening. I read this BuzzFeed article 10 reasons you should vote liberal, and blah, 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 blah. And it was, it was exciting, and it was worth it. And that was the edge of your seat excitement that you can only get on fucking, fucking four-day weekend, all right? That, that's what's up. We had, our, we had our amazing Thanksgiving as a family, and then 4 a.m. this morning, we were fucking people up at Target to buy a... A dollar 25 flat screen television. It was fucking worth it. Like all the unity we'd been rehearsing earlier just came together in a perfect orchestration of just, I don't think so. And just, yeah, I got that cooking work coming my way. It was exciting, man. Wiping that blood off. Adrenaline rush. Heart racing. Oh my God, it was so much fun. That's my favorite thing to do this holiday season. Black Friday shopping. I'm all about it. There's two things I enjoy doing. Black Friday shopping and getting drunk outside, and let me tell you something, it is too drunk to get it is too. it is too cold to get drunk outside. That sounds almost even better, too big to fit on a bumper sticker, but regardless, way too drunk, or way too cold to get drunk outside. <laughs> Well, I don't even know why I'm stumbling over that part. I'm too drunk to be on stage right now, is maybe what I'm subconsciously telling myself, but it's too cold to be outside. Look at this cold weather. How great would it be if there was a, a, a starving orphan pressing their faces and nose up against the, please, sir, I heard you killing in there. Can I hear a joke? It's like. You're two days late, asshole! (laughs) It's fucking Thanksgiving was that day. That's when I was there at the homeless shelter giving out soup, like, what's the deal with spatulas? Am I right or am I right? And they're like, oh, man, we forgot our current disposition and the fact that banks fucked us out of all of our money. Thanks for the chicken soup and giggles. Oh, man. That's what's up. We came fucking full circle, man. But I love I love being San Francisco. I love living here. I love doing stand-up comedy here. I appreciate it more than ever, you know? Cuz a few days ago, I just got back from a comedy festival. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, it's exciting. I think everybody should do a co- Yeah, everybody should do a comedy festival. Comedian or otherwise. Everybody should do to do a comedy festival at some point in their lives because it is a fantastic opportunity to do drugs in a different zip code. It's very exciting. It was awesome, but I'm, in, I'm 31. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm older than a lot of those comics out there now, and I was doing drugs with comics in their 20s, and that was fascinating. They were all sleeve tattoos and ideals, you know? And they would, they would say cute and charming little things like, man, I smoke weed to get fucked up. It's like, kid. I smoke weed to get through life. Are you fucking kidding me? I haven't had serotonin in my system since I was 23 years old. Like, get, get over this fucking charming change the world shit, you know? Like, did you guys ever get so high that you think God is real? You ever do that shit where you're like, oh fuck, oh Jesus, I need to read a science book and calm down. Uh, Why was I listening to this Christian rock album backwards? Uh, Chasing that rush, man. I'm glad we could all come together on Black Friday and and laugh and just have a good time, man. I think laughter is the best medicine, okay? And I'm not just saying that because I don't qualify for Obamacare. I stand by that. I mean it. And I think it works, you know? Like last week, one of the worst things imaginable happened. The condom broke, all right? That's the worst, you know? Like every time the condom breaks, I'm thinking, fuck, all this heroin I'm trying to smuggle is now in my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, surprise, surprise, that charming comedian you're falling in love with, also a drug czar slash shitty drug mule. Oh my God love being so raw and vulnerable on stage. I'll tell you guys a little bit, tell you guys a little bit more about me. Uh, a little more autobiographical. Carbon footprint, tiny as fuck, all right? That's the way I roll. Size seven shoe, size negative three carbon footprint. That's the way, I, I think it's the most beneficial thing to do ever, you know? I'm all about it. I took the bus to get here, too. That's how, that's how much I'm committed to it, man. <laughs> riding the bus to get here, I had a Gatorade with me, uh, because that's part of my pre-show ritual, you know, replenish the electrolytes at any means necessary, so drink some fucking Gatorades like Shaquille O'Neal would have done in those 90s Gatorade commercials, when they were all in black and white, and intense, and Shaq was sweating those fucked up Gatorade colors, like, (laughs) baby blue! Like, neon purple! It didn't matter! It's a healthy super drink, you know? (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. I'm drinking from my chalice of the gods, thinking about, oh man, I can't wait to turn this fucking Gatorade bottle into a bong, because that's how this 31-year-old works. My grandparents risked their lives coming to the country, and I'm sitting on a college education thinking, fuck yeah, I'm gonna turn this thing into a thing to get fucked up with, like I do every day. Hey, that's neither here nor there. That's mild criticism towards myself. On stage for the record, all right. I want this known on Mutiny Radio right now. I'm very aware of the, how I turned out in my life, and I'm, I'm and I'm sure my grandparents will be disappointed. Like, ah, oh, turn this fucking boat around. We're gonna fucking risk it in Japan. We'll figure it out later. Anyway, flash back to the here and now. I'm on the bus drinking a Gatorade. My 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 salt my salium levels are, are evening out. I'm getting replenished ready to to take on and and perform comedy and do my thing. And behind me on the bus, a few rows behind me, this dude starts yelling at me, going crazy. He's like, you can't drink on the bus. That's breaking all of the rules. And for you guys in question thinking like, is it breaking all the rules? No, it's not breaking all of the rules. It's breaking one rule, the no beverage rule. But guess what, my body, My rules. I'm gonna keep drinking this Gatorade. It's what my man Shaquille O'Neal would have wanted to do. So I'm gonna keep drinking and just ignore him because that's the San Francisco way of doing things. Um, Besides, like on the bus, there were people that were breaking far more offensive rules than drinking. You know, there's that guy who was clipping his toenails on the bus and just not giving a fuck. Like, he's not making eye contact with anyone, and that gives him some kind of diplomatic immunity. So he's just like, clip, 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 ignored. Like, nobody's yelling at this guy. Nobody's telling him to leave, you know. There's a guy who brought a service animal on the bus, which was clearly not a service animal whatsoever. Like, it's not some seen eye dog guiding an elderly man to a chair or, oh, thanks. And it it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, like some, some fucking dog warning you that a boy was trapped in a well somewhere. Like it's not helping anyone. Thank you. It was a pit bull. It was just like a a pit And it wasn't one of those like cute and cuddly, the incredible journey kind of pit bulls, like chance from the incredible journey. That's all nice. And, and friendly. It was one of those jacked pit bulls. Like one of those powerlifting pit bulls that have like, like the, 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 the fucking traps and, and, and just like just completely yoked with abs. Like pit bulls are the only dogs that have abs. This dog had abs and that V thing that goes down to your dick. Then you can only get by doing, like, weighted side crunches and, and, like, those crazy leg lifts. Like, whatever this pit bull's workout regime was, it was working. Like, just, like, low-carb, high-intensity interval training. This pit bull was just jacked. Just, like, like the, the, the fucking chain that was his leash was just bulging at the, the neck muscles because this pit bull was just barking just going nuts at these Academy of Art students. Like, like, just, just, arf, 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 stop wasting your parents' money, like going going crazy, going nuts. And the owner knew I- exactly what was happening. This was a tango he'd been in a thousand goddamn times. Uh, so immediately he yells out, it's a service animal. Uh, When it rips out your esophagus, that's how I know I have low blood sugar. Like I'm not not fucking buying this. If this were anywhere else, we'd be like, get the fuck out of here, but this is San Francisco. Carte Blanche, enjoy, dude. Enjoy your fucking handicapped seat that you get now. It's wonderful. He wasn't getting yelled at. On the bus, I was the only one getting yelled at. Now here's the worst part. Here's the cherry on top of this entire scenario. The dude who was yelling at me, who designated himself bus deputy, he wasn't wearing any pants. He was, he was the by far the worst offender of all bus etiquette. It's like no shirt, no shoes, no service, no problem, no pants. So he's just going in and, and persecuting dudes, just going at it, you know? And I'm a comic 24 seven, like 20 minutes on stage, 23 hours, 40 minutes in my head, pacing back and forth like some caged lion wanting to kill and and just waiting for any excuse whatsoever to turn some motherfucker's life into a Comedy Central roast. Like this kid, this kid was gonna be like the worst day Justin Bieber had, you know, like okay. You you're doing it dude, you're waking a sleeping giant, you know. So I'm I'm ready, like like the adrenaline's pumping, I'm thinking of, of, of horrible things to say to him, and I'm I'm gonna put him in his place, you know? And then I saw he had a Bernie Sanders twenty sixteen shirt on and I was like, oh fuck, you know. Maybe I'm the asshole after all, you know, like we got to learn to empathize a little bit more. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Oh shit. Did you see how I almost fell off stage? Like right after I got done fucking around with how funny it would be if I fell off stage, almost fell off stage again. Thank God I would have landed on Jackson's wheelchair. It would have been the fucking perfect transition. Oh man. Just like fall off, raise my arms dismount. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Gonna move back here a little bit more before I go into my next spiel before I get all worked up about something else. Hey, best thing about bullshit Thanksgiving being over, all of my favorite restaurants are open again, baby. No more. Turkey leftover what? You think I'm gonna fucking make a sandwich out of leftover turkey? Fuck that. I'm not doing that, man. I'm putting that in Tupperware and forgetting about it like we do with our leftovers. No, we eat, we eat maybe one turkey sandwich out of the 15 pounds of turkey we have left over. And then mid-December, we're like, oh, fuck. Oh, maybe we make a soup. But that's it. We don't eat that soup. Nobody eats that soup. Everyone's very nervously laughing right now because they're like, I'm sure I know somebody, but it's all of us. We're all guilty of making turkey soup that we never eat. And then we just give it away to other people. And then we're like, I'm such a good person giving away this soup nobody wants or these sandwiches no one's going to eat. Fuck turkey meat, man. I'm all about chicken. I, you got to fucking entice me to eat turkey. Like, like... The entire genocide of the Native American race, then I'll be on board with it. Oh, now everyone's really against me. Well, guess what? I'm not the one draining soup, all right? I'm the one breathlessly waiting for Domino's Pizza to open up again so I can take advantage of those sweet-ass Domino's orders. That's what I'm all about. I use the Domino's Pizza app to order food on days outside of Thanksgiving. Like, I'm all... <laughs> I'm all about Domino's, too, because they found a way to streamline just never interacting with a human being whatsoever. <laughs> They're like, we have all these different ways. Hey, if you got a television, you can place an order through your TV. And if you got a Twitter account, fucking tweet us a pizza emoji. We have... We have- all kinds of AI to, to decipher what, what kind of pizza you probably want based on your entire Facebook history. That's the kind of technology. It's, 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 all, of, it's all of like the NSA and Domino's working hand in hand to bring you an optimal pizza to, because you're too ashamed of drunkenly placing your order to the same 19 year old every Friday night. Half pepperoni, half sausage, none of it touching so we can cut it evenly down the middle. Those days are fucking done, all right? It's over. Now, Domino's, I just enter all of my personal information onto the cloud, it goes in there, Skynet deciphers all of that shit, and then 45 minutes to three hours later, depending on San Francisco traffic, I have delicious ass Domino's pizza delivered to my door. All about it, and it gets even sweeter. One guy was clapping in the back. Everyone else is looking at me, arms folded, like, oh, we're a Pizza Hut crew. This is, this is, this is the house of Papa John's, and then there's some, some fucking Little Caesars radical in the back. It's gonna like come at me with that triangular pizza serving thing and try to come at me, but I got my fucking Black Friday training done, so I fuck get away like like fucking Taibo and and my mom's self-defense class tapes all come into play. I deflect that shit. I deflect that shit and and the third time flirting with death on stage, I still manage to seamlessly and effortlessly and passionately Talk about the Domino's pizza tracker, the best piece of modern technology. I don't give a shit who invented the iPhone, whether you think it's Steve Jobs or if he was just an orchestrator and Steve Wozniak was more uh, vital in the overall production of Apple product. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what they made. All I care about is the idea that the man who invented the Domino's pizza tracker has his place in the annals of the Technological Hall of Fame as most important person, bar none, in human-computer interaction. It's done, man. That guy was genius. Like... The Domino's Pizza Tracker gives you play-by-play steps of how your pizza is being made. I feel like I'm a part of the process myself. I'm like taking a virtual tour of this Domino's. It's like Willy Wonka, man. Golden ticket every time I log onto my computer. I'm all about, it's like 9.15 p.m. John is kneading the dough. Like, Fuck yeah, John, that's what I like to see. Put that English Lit degree to good use. I love it, I love his passion and enthusiasm. Nice and even, John, you know what I like. 9.20 p.m., Marcus, put your pizza in the oven. Fuck yeah, Marcus, crank up the heat on that oven. I want that za. Bubbly, Marcus, you know what's up, man? There's an emoticon in it for you if you do a good job, you know? Finally, 9.45 p.m., Philip is on the way with your pizza. Well, pedal to the fucking metal, Philip. Remember your delivery boy oath? 30 minutes or less or death. Remember that shit? Where if the guy was 30 minutes late, you could fucking kill him? That's crazy. It was the 80s, man. Everyone was coked up and full of bad decisions. You know? Now it gets sweeter. You can leave comments for the people while they are making your food. And that just, it's like, let me tell you something. Papa John's, hate to shit on him again. Papa John's would not pay their employees a living wage. Like, that's just the thing. He infamously said, I'm not going to pay them a living wage. It's going to jack up the price. All of society will crumble around us as if this were to happen. Not happening. Domino saw that and said, hey, guess what, Papa John's. We're not gonna pay our employees a living wage e- either, but we're gonna optimize the internet to make them feel good about themselves while they are slaving away in these conditions. And I love it, all right? I get that good karma coming my way. I imagine my boy Paul, he's in the Domino's kitchen. You know, it's dark, it's dingy. The, the pipes are leaking, it's just like leaking, and it's like kind of drippy, echoey, kind of like drip, drip, drip. And it's just, dark and sad and Paul has like some some flour on his face and it's all smudged and he hasn't even had time to wipe it because they've been working Paul like a dog and his hands are callous just kneading the dough and he's thinking god this isn't how I thought my life would be when I made my vision board this morning like none of none of this is making sense you know like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I hate everything you know what after this shift I'm gonna go home I'm gonna kill myself, you know? And then all of a sudden, on the monitor it goes, thank you for making my dinner. Smiley face emoticon. It's like, the fire is back, Joe! Hold on, dude! This is gonna be the best pizza ever! I'm not even gonna spit in it! (laughs) Oh man, how am I doing on time? You have five left. Beautiful, let's fucking knock it out of the park. (laughs) With this incredible crescendo. We're gonna be worked into a frenzy. And then, hey, we're gonna be so inspired. We might stick around and sign up for an open mic afterwards. Who knows? Like, yeah, we could, anything can happen. People are coming in. They're like, oh my God, is there a fire going on? There's smoke everywhere. It's like, nah, just spitting some hot flame. Oh man. Are we drinking tonight? Is everyone drinking, getting fucked up, partying pretty hard? pretty exciting drinking fuck yeah drinking i liked i liked uh, drinking when i was younger because i was i was uh you know playing like all those fun drinking games like edward 40 hands yeah. and and beer pong all of that shit you know but now that i'm older all of my friends are are growing up you know they're growing up and now i got to play adult drinking games like get blackout drunk and see if you still have friends the next morning. (laughs) Like that's the fucking drinking game I have to play because everybody is growing up now. It's ridiculous, you know? I'll be scrolling through my Facebook newsfeed, you know, just trying to look at pictures of ex-girlfriends in bikinis or what have you. And all of a sudden my ex-Coke dealer posts a video of his daughter's first steps. Uh, Like what uh, the fuck, dude? You know, like I'm trying to take care of business over here. What happened to the man that I loved, you know? (laughs) And it's like all of my friends are growing up and they're saying the same thing. Like, Joe, having a child, that's a life-changing experience. It's like, yeah. You know what else was a life-changing experience? The McDonald's breakfast menu going all day. That was a fucking life-changing experience. You know how I'm... No, I'm not ready for a kid because when I found out the McDonald's breakfast menu was available all day, I high-fived my boss and I hate that guy. Like, that's like... That's not a guy who's at, like, reasonable emotional levels for handling a kid, you know? Well, I like getting fucked up. I, I like to party a lot. I'm going to leave you guys uh, with the greatest drinking story of all time. Because that's how we roll on a Friday night. Let me tell you something. Urkel's not here to build a fucking robot replica of himself and make it hilarious, but still not be able to solve any of the gun violence in Chicago in the 90s. It was a very heavy Family Matters episode. I know people are tensing up, but people got shot on that show, all right? I'm just saying, I'm just laying out the facts. Regardless, let's fucking plow on with the greatest drinking story of all time, because that's why we're here, and that's why we're enraptured in this vocal spider's web I've woven while I've been on stage, you guys have just been falling in love. So let's get to it. Let's eat this cherry on top. This story takes place two years ago, okay? And I'm at a house party getting fucked up. Because how else can you impress high school students? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I get so driggity drank drunk, I can't driggity drive my car home. What a horrible situation. Now, normally, you chew a piece of gum and hope for the best. Uh, However, however, my friends were all at this party, so they did the responsible thing, and they pulled together a bunch of money to put me in a cab, you know? Oh, that's that's smart. That's like an after-school special, you know? I'm in the cab, and the driver asks where I live, because this is like pre-Uber days, all right? Like you had to fucking talk to a human being. As disgusting as that is, as I've pointed out earlier in my set, cab driver asked where I live. And when I opened my mouth to give him directions, vomit comes out. Uh, And in America, that's a huge faux pas between cab driver passenger relationship, you know? But I'm in tune with my body, you know, I'm one. So I felt what was happening in the stomach region. Uh, I gotta stop this somehow. So all my years of medical training, I put my hand over my mouth. Uh, and that is exactly like putting your thumb over a garden hose. And, and the vomit just goes everywhere. Just all over the back seat of the cab, this incredible regurgitated Jaeger color. Like, I thought the cab driver was going to punch me in the face or God forbid, yell at me. Um, (laughs) So so instinctively, instinctively, before he could do anything, I started crying. (laughs) Then I told him that I had skin cancer. (laughs) And he gave me the ride home for free, ladies and gentlemen. With me you laugh and you learn. That's been my time. I'm Joe Gorman. Thank you very much. Let's bring back.
0: Joe Gorman just killed it. Keep clapping. Yay. You're as cold as Joe Gorman. You're yay, 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 yay. Serious yays, you guys. Yay. Uh <laughs> I just his 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 story made me think of one little story that I, I wanted to tell you guys, everyone's been talking about God tonight, right? A little bit here and there. And God has a sense of humor. And I didn't realize how big of a sense of humor God had until I was a special education teacher when I was 23, and I was in a room I was in a room where uh, adult 18 to 22 year- olds were taking pieces of. Stuff and they were putting them into different sized things, and that was good. We were teaching them how to fold laundry, very compassionate, everything's good. And um, th- there's a bathroom in the room, and the door closes, and a person starts screaming behind it, ah! And I say to the aides in the room, hey, what's going on in the bathroom? And they're like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Like, okay. So we go about it. I'm trying to teach them how to screw like toothpaste caps on things or brush their own hair, things that are life things. And I hear it again, ah, ah, in the bathroom. And I ask the, uh, the aides that are with me, because I'm substitute teaching at the time, what's going on in the bathroom? And they, 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 they say, oh, don't worry about it. So I go back and again, like we're, we're making scrambled eggs and things happen. And I hear again, ah, ah. So I just, I open up the door and what I see is uh, a 17-year-old boy and the biggest dick I've ever seen. This is like a 22-inch dick. I'm not kidding you guys. He has a flat head, like the back of his head is flat. Everyone in my classroom had under an uh, 80 IQ. They were all very, very, some of them were called medically fragile. Uh, but this was not fragile. It was like, okay, 22 inches made me exaggerate. It made me be a 17-inch inch dick. It was, hu- I've never, ever, ever not even in, I don't watch porn, but, uh, but because I was, a, I was a Presbyterian and we don't do those kinds of things. But this was the biggest dick I've ever seen. And and he's sitting there on the toilet, he's laughing, ha, 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 And I look at the two A's in the classroom, and we're like, what, what happened? And they're like, he does that to all the new subs. And I'm like, this is his... Let's give it to him. He wants to show his dick to the substitute teacher. This is what the 17-year-old has. Is there, is, there a, is there a retard porn? Does it exist? Is that a fetish? He has, I'm, you guys, it was, I'm not exaggerating 17 inches. I mean, wow. I don't, I mean, it was, I've never so crazy and all I could think was like, God is an asshole. <laughs> Like this guy, like if he was just like a regular white guy walking around, he'd be like, he'd never have to get an A in a classroom. He'd, he, he could just, he I don't know what would happen. Uh, I don't know what happens to guys with big dicks. I think they ride race cars. Uh, thank you guys. That's a weird ending to tonight. You guys, we had an amazing night tonight. Can we clap for all of our comedians? Let me run through the list. Uh, we had uh, Keith D'Souza, Richard Wolfson, David Davidson Bosworth, Nicole Love, Ashton Tate, and your headliner, Joe Gorman, uh, also Jackson McBrayer in the mix. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, stay tuned. Up next, there's an open mic from 10 to 11. It's Ship of Fools with Todd Farnham, but he's not here, so we're going to run it for him anyway because we're really kind and stuff. So I'll put the list out in just a second, but we have time to smoke cigarettes. Don't worry. I'll run the board. Don't worry. And... Uh, Yay! Thank you guys for being here. Put up the floating goat. Oh, wait, wait. Bring it down for just a sec. I forgot to say. Uh, The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is going to be March 2nd through 6th. Uh, Submissions are open until the 30th of this month. So you have three days left to submit for free. I'm going to be paying all the comedians because PBR is our sponsor. PBR is our sponsor. Uh, So it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be March 2nd through 6th. Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, first year. There will be many years, hopefully, in the future. Yeah. Okay, Thank bye! This is Pamela's Comedy Clubhouse, bye! Oh, won't you take me home tonight? Oh, down beside your red
2: firelight. Oh, and you give it all, you got back bottom girls, you make the rocking world go right.